Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the truth about vets who re-enter the workforce. Uh, veteran unemployment rate is actually uh, hitting record lows. It's, it's, it was 3.9% in February. Uh, that's actually lower than the non-veteran rate. So, And that's that wasn't always the case. I mean, several years ago, 2011, we had peak unemployment uh, for veterans. Entrepreneurship and veterans, a topic that we are very much interested in here, What's Working in Washington, to add his viewpoints on this issue is Brennan McGarry, managing editor of Military.com. Military.com is making a big push to become a destination for veteran hiring and is very much involved in this issue. Brennan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, this is something that uh, I know you're in the middle of, and you've written a fair bit about it. Uh, one story that struck my attention was this idea of helping troops get certified on skills before they come out. What What's that uh, about? That's actually a huge area of interest right now um, in Washington and beyond. I mean, uh, the idea that troops are um, being trained already in service, right? So the, the military is spending a lot of money uh, to get troops spun up on in any number of fields, uh, whether it's it's uh, truck driving uh, or information technology, uh, healthcare, right, medics. Uh, so they they already are doing this as part of the military training process, right? You go to basic training, go to advanced uh, training, and then you are going to be put into these various specialty areas depending on your job uh, classification. Well, there's this big sort of discussion right now going on with both the veteran service organizations military service organizations, lawmakers on the Hill about how can we, or can we even, can we introduce or drop into this training uh, civilian certification certificates or programs as part of the military training so that when they do cycle out, when troops do cycle out of uniform, they actually have this credential that they can take to would-be employers uh, that's, that's sort of recognized across the country, not just state by state or locality by locality. Um, and that they could use it to actually gain employment. So it's it's a literally the, uh, the the legion just had a had an event on this last last month, and there's a lot of interest in sort of how do we go about doing this. It would seem to me that in an area of cybersecurity, for example, certification is something that happens in private sector all the time. This this would seem a lot make a lot of sense to me. Do you get the sense as you watch these conversations happen uh, that there is an understanding and appreciation for why veterans, in fact? are great potential employees or great entrepreneurs? Well, I think that there's been increasing recognition that that these this demographic is um, a very attractive uh, demographic to employers, right? I mean, that um, the, they have uh, any number of experiences that parlay well into the private sector. And and what we've seen over the past several years is, is that they have been employed, right? I mean, Department of uh, Labor Statistics just released unemployment rates uh, for February. What we see is that the uh, veteran unemployment rate is actually uh, hitting record lows. It's, it's, it was 3.9% in February. Uh, that's actually lower than the non-veteran rate. So, And that's that wasn't always the case. I mean, several years ago, 2011, we had peak unemployment uh, for veterans. I mean, it was upwards of, of 11 12%. So just in the span of several years, we've seen that number tick downward by a substantial amount. And um, that's, that's a couple of reasons for that. One, I think, is a greater recognition of employers. Um, and, and there were also tax credits uh, that Congress passed. Um, and and uh, there's also a lot of awareness that was that was brought to this issue by VSOs, by veteran service organizations. But I, going back to your question, I do think that there's this, uh, that it's happening, that I think that employers do see the the value of, of having vets enter these positions and that they they do. There's, there's plenty they bring to the table, whether it's combat experience or uh, specialty areas. 
What is it about serving, you think, that sets people who have served the military up to be really good employees? Well, that's a good question. I think there's really any number of reasons, but but I think one of the more obvious ones is leadership, right? I mean, especially I would say specialty training and or leadership. I mean, any whether you're on the officer side or the enlisted side, you know, after just a short time in uniform, you 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 know you are you do advance typically, and you are in charge of of any number of folks and or responsibilities, and then sort of that that obviously is accentuated if if you're a a combat vet. I mean, if you're if you're deployed you have any number of even more responsibilities. So I think there's, um, and not to sound uh, too flip about this, but there's sort of a PR win here too, right? For employers or, I mean, the, the idea that you're you're employing, you're hiring folks who have uh, been in uniform, who have sacrificed in, on any number of fronts. Uh, I, I think that, that, that in, in addition to sort of tax breaks, uh, I think that there's there's any number of reasons why employees, uh, employers would want to, would hire veterans. Because we now have a voluntary service and because you can go through life and live without having anybody in your family serve, it seems often that the military is disconnected from the citizenry. You know, uh, John McChrystal has pointed out, for example, written about this, that, you know, we need to have more service. Uh, everybody should serve the country in some way. Do you feel a trend that that is changing, that there is? A, I, I know people applaud at sporting events, but I'm talking about that, you know, and you talk about the PR, but do you think that Americans really get veterans more now than they did five or 10 or 20 years ago? Well, when you say really get, that's that's a good question. Um, so the, the voluntary component of military service is something that is sort of creating this, this gulf, uh, and it will continue, to, it will perpetuate that gulf. The reality is less than 1% of the population does serve, right? And that's going to continue. That that number will continue to sort of shrink as the population grows and as the military population roughly stays flat, right? I mean, we may talk about the Trump administration coming in and spending $50 billion more on defense or something. Will that mean an uptick in actual personnel? Sure. But, but relatively, we're not talking about a huge surge in the number of people in uniform, right? We're talking 1.3 million or so on active duty, uh, another several hundred thousand in the reserve components. So, I mean, we're talking about a force, a military force in this country of about 2 million people. And that's been relatively flat. I mean, again, we've seen some buildup, right, with the, the 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 wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. We saw a little bit of a drawdown. We might see a, a slight uptick here with the Trump administration. But the reality is that 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 per capita, that number is relatively flat, and the, the population is growing. So you will continue to see, I think, this gulf between uh, the civilian side and the and the military. And what does it really mean to serve, right? What is the culture like? Uh, what do these folks bring to the table? Um, so I, 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 uh, I don't know if I, I don't want to necessarily get into the patriotism element or, or the, or the sort of the standing and applauding at, at baseball games and the, you know, the bumper sticker crowd, support your troops. I mean, I, I do think there is this sort of lip service that's paid writ large in the country without truly understanding what's involved in military service. But to kind of steer it back to employers, I, I do think that because of these efforts over the past several years, when veteran unemployment was at its peak in 2011, that there was this greater awareness made by VSOs. There were tax credits passed by Congress. So there, I think those kinds of efforts are, are what really have been effective and what will continue to be effective in letting employers know that this is a target demographic, a hireable demographic. And if I'm an employer or a veteran uh, and I want to know more, what kind of resources does Military.com have available to help? So 
Military.com is a news and information site. Um, I'm on the news side. Uh, I am the managing editor, so I oversee a team of reporters here in D.C. that are kind of running around the Hill and, and, and the Pentagon covering any number of these issues and others. Um, there is another uh, area of our site that basically focuses on this, this, uh, this repository of information. And so there are some resources there, not to plug the site too much here, but I, th there are some, some resources that we, we definitely want to try and target this transitioning population, right? So there's a transition app uh, that you can use, that transitioning service members can use to, to better identify uh, where their talents are, where their would-be employers would be. There's job fair indexing now and other resources. So uh, military.com, I think like other uh, organizations are are interested in trying to sort of marry uh, this the, the transitioning troops with employers. I think that that uh, many many organizations and companies see that actually as an opportunity, business opportunity. A resource for employers and veterans, and also a reminder that here in the D.C. region we have people that are getting things done on important issues. Brandon McGarry, managing editor of Military.com, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye.